You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, A.J. Black, editor and publisher of BC Bulletin here. If you've not done so already, if you like our podcast, head to your favorite podcast directory and subscribe to Locked On Boston College. And if you follow us on Apple Podcasts, give us a good review and a nice five-star rating. It helps other Boston College fans find our podcast. Now, in today's episode, we're going to look at the ACC scheduling in football going to look at how this year should be a template of what ACC scheduling should be moving forward. On top of that, we're going to also look at defensive coordinator Don Brown's new job, and we're going to also talk about BC players in the NFL playoffs. But before we do, I want to tell you about my website, bcbulletin.com. If you have not already followed along, head on over to bcbulletin.com. We are kind of in football off-season mode, and you're going to want to make sure that you have our page bookmarked. We've already started looking at all the new offers that Boston College gives out, and we've been doing interviews with some of the kids that Boston College is interested in. Now, if you had been a BC Bulletin follower before, all the kids, I, I believe I've interviewed every kid that committed to Boston College this year. So you would have already known about all these kids before they even signed with BC. Now, I'm doing that again this year. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you head on to bcbulletin.com. Bookmark that on your phone. Bookmark that on your tablet or your your computer. You're going to get information no one else is going to give you. So check that out. Now, let's jump into the news of the day. Don Brown, Boston College's defensive coordinator from 2013 to 2015, was just named the new defensive coordinator at Arizona. Now, if you haven't paid attention, for the last five years, Brown has been at University of Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. And for Boston College fans, he has been a thorn in the side for local recruiting because Don Brown's primary focus has been the New England area. And he has brought in guys like Quiddy Pay and Sanistrill and... Tyler Martin and Louis Hansen, so TJ Guy, all the big name local recruits that he wants, he gets. And, you know, it's been against Steve Adazio, his former head coach, but Brown has been a challenge for Boston College because obviously Boston College wants to bring in local commits at local recruits and get them on campus. But if you have a school like Michigan, a school that has had a pedigree and history like they do, along with a head coach like Jim Harbaugh, which is hard to say no to, you know, they're going to win most of those battles. And Don Brown, he's an excellent recruiter. Say what you will about him as a defensive coordinator, the guy can recruit. And so he got fired by Michigan at the end of the season when Michigan's defense fell to 84th in the country. And the Wolverines, who still hasn't really made a decision on what they're doing with Harbaugh, they decided to uh, Jim Harbaugh decided to fire Don Brown. Don't know if it's the best move, but that's what they decided to do. So Brown is now unemployed for about seems like three weeks. 
Arizona hires Jed Fish, the head, the quarterback coach from the New England Patriots. An interesting move. I don't know if it was the best move for Arizona, but you know, it, it's a it's a different it's a different uh, path for them. They bring him in, and they hire Don Brown. Now, this is an interesting move because Don Brown obviously he has the pedigree to bring in good defenses. It was interesting if you saw what Arizona put out. They called him Doctor Blitz, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, if you're a BC fan, you remember this team. Do, he does blitz quite a bit, and it's good and bad because you know if you get get home on a blitz, you know you get the sack. But if you miss on the blitz, whew, it can cause some big bad plays. So they got Doctor Blitz or Don Brown, if you will, and this could help redefine their defense. But one of the things that I question why he may not be the best fit for Arizona. Now, Don Brown is a New England recruiter. That's where his bread and butter is, is this area. He's heading all the way to the other side of the country now at a school that does not have the history that Michigan has. I don't think he's going to, if he's really going to, if if Jed Fish is going to put him in charge of recruiting in this area, He's going to get beat pretty bad by Jeff Halfley. Jeff Halfley's going to take whoever he wants in this area. You may get you lose a kid here and there to Penn State or Clemson or or you know another school um, that you know a power school that wants a big time recruit. But Jeff Halfley's going to take over anyone that's in this area that he wants because I just do not see these kids leaving the New England area to head to Arizona. This is a Arizona is not a program that has the history to get kids to go across the country. They have a nice program, but they are kind of like they kind of like the Boston College of the Pac-12. You know, they're a 500 school. They have a good year here and there. They've been largely inconsistent of late. But you know, if if I'm a recruit and I see Jeff Halfley versus Jed Fish, I'm taking Jeff Halfley every day, and I think that's what's going to be a big issue for Don Brown. You know, maybe he doesn't even try the New England area. Maybe Fish puts him out to recruit somewhere else. I don't know if that's going to work. Don Brown is a New England guy. That's what he is. Is he going to be able to go out there and recruit California kids or kids from Colorado or wherever else Arizona gets kids? It's going to be remain to see. He's a good recruiter, obviously, but uh, it's a it's a it's a tricky situation. But hey, he's an older dude. You know, maybe this is a good spot for him to kind of. Uh, write out his career and get ready for retirement. So best of wishes to Don Brown. He's a good guy and, you know, you want to see him succeed and just don't want him to take recruits from Boston College, but I just don't see that happening. In a moment, we're going to talk about BC players in the NFL. But before we do, I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag. This is a big weekend in sports. We have the, the wild card round in the NFL, NBA is in, in session, and college basketball is going on. And at betonline.ag, they have all the best lines to get you going. And with betonline.ag, they are the one place that have you we that has you covered and the one place we at the Locked On Network trust. You need to head on over because they have a special deal for you. When you sign up, at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Now, there's so many different options for you to bet on. You can go on those NBA games, you can go and bet on the NFL. I saw that uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have an eight and a half point spread against Washington. Seems pretty juicy to me. Would you bet on it? Head on over to betonline.ag and make your bet. <laughs> 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on, get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus, one of the best in the business, with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now that we're talking about our friends at BetOnline.ag, I want to tell you about Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We are talking Boston College football in the NFL playoffs. Now, the NFL playoffs are kicking off this weekend. And side note, I'm a Patriots fan. This is one of the first playoffs in a long time that I can just sit back and just watch and not have much of a vested interest. And I know many of you that are like Bills fans or Jets fans are like, shut up, AJ. But hey, you know, it's what it is. Now, let my big thing that I'm going to look for this year is I want to see a Boston College player get a ring. Now, there's players all over you know, the NFL that are have BC roots. Who is the player that has the best chance of winning an NFL Super Bowl ring? Now, obviously, the favorites going into this postseason is going to be the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. They're one of the most balanced teams on paper. They have to be the favorites going in. But let's look around and and kind of rank where players are and if they could win a championship. Let's look at the players that have the least possibility to win a championship. And that's going to start with the Washington football team. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, who was a linebacker for Boston College, is on that team. And they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. And as I just said on the in the uh, ad, they're an eight-and-a-half-point spread. And I, I've got Tampa Bay winning this big. So unfortunately for Kevin Pierre-Lewis, I don't think this is going to be a good uh, matchup for him. And I think that's going to be an early exit for the Redskins. Now, if you're going to take a next step up, I get two more teams that are kind of just a little bit above where Washington is, and that's the Rams and the Colts. So the Rams, they have John Johnson, a safety that played for Boston College. They're playing Seattle, and I never will. I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I got a feeling that between him and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, that offense is going to put up some points against the Rams. And the Rams, they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Is Jared Goff going to play? Is it going to be John Wofford? So I'm going to say the Rams, and I don't think I see John Johnson winning a championship this year. So put him a little bit below that. The next step above that will be the Indianapolis Colts, who also have Anthony Costanzo. Tackle for Boston College, first-round draft pick. They're playing the Bills. The Bills, if you're going to say that the the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, I'm going to put the Bills right below them. That. All the credit to you know that pro, that that team. They have put together quite the program, and I think they're going to be a really good team. And I I get them smoking Indianapolis. So Anthony Costanzo, I think he does not have much of a chance of winning. Now let's look at some of the teams that do have a good chance, and there's only a few more teams that could do it. So next up, Green Bay Packers. They don't play this weekend because they get the bye. 
I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if they could beat the Chiefs. So I'm going to put them a little bit below. They're the next step up. They have A.J. Dillon, obviously. You know, Dillon, you know, if, if they get to play all these home games and Green Bay is the frozen tundra and they kind of use him, maybe he gets a chance. But as we saw last week against the Bears, Dillon didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> and so I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I buy into Green Bay. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell low on them. Right above them, the Tennessee Titans. Now, they have a couple Boston College players. They have Wyatt Ray, who uh, has been kind of bouncing bits back and forth between the, the practice squad and the main squad. And they have Harold Landry, who's honestly had kind of a disappointing season. You know, he has like three and a half sacks. He hasn't been as dynamic as I thought. They're playing Baltimore, and it, it, this game is going to go down to can Baltimore stop Derrick Henry? Because if they can't stop Derrick Henry, Baltimore's going to lose. But if Derrick Henry can, you know, get if they can contain him, I, I like Baltimore in this game. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch. I kind of put them a little bit above it. And then above that, the, the team, obviously I just mentioned it before, the team that I think, minus the Chiefs, has the best chance of winning it all is the Buffalo Bills. You know, just a team that's so well balanced. You got Josh Allen on that team, who is honestly a top three quarterback in the in the league at this point. I mean, he looks every bit the part of an MVP. And you have a defense that is nasty, and you have two Boston College players. Now, one of them isn't going to play. Tommy Sweeney is out. He's, you know, think about him. I, you know, keep him in your thoughts and prayers because this poor kid has some sort of heart issue going on. And he's missed all the season, and he won't be playing. Um, but he's been part of the team, so if he wins, he gets a ring. And Matt Milano, who quietly has had quite the hell of a season, uh, career for for Buffalo, um, you know, he's a leader on that defense, and you got to like the way he plays. So, you know, Buffalo, I think, is a, a team to watch, and a team that could win. So. If you know, if you're gonna think of what team has the best chance of getting a Super Bowl and getting a, a, a ring on someone, I'm gonna go with Matt Milano in that in, in Buffalo. I'm gonna that's my pick: Matt Milano, Tommy Sweeney, and Buffalo to win some rings this off season. Now, if you missed it today on our Facebook page, I did a live stream fireside chat Thirsty Thursday with AJ Black. What that was. I ran out questions to the audience. Audience gave questions to me. We chatted. We had a great time. Now, if you want to be part of this, I do this every Thursday at 8 p.m. This was the first one we did. And it's going to run live on our Facebook page. All you have to do is go to facebook.com backslash Boston College SI. Hit that like button. And at 8 p.m. live on Thursdays, I will start, to, you know, we'll talk about BC sports. It's not just going to be basketball. We'll talk about football. We'll talk recruiting. You have questions. We'll talk history. Whatever you want to talk about for Boston College, we'll hit that up. So make sure that you head over to our Facebook page and hit that like button. I promise you, it's going to get more and more interesting as we go along, especially as we get closer to the end of the basketball season and we start thinking about where this program is going. In a moment, we're going to talk about the ACC schedule and what what the conference should do heading into the 2021 season. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. If you've not done so already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. And if you've been a listener, 
Thank you for being a listener because I appreciate every one of you that makes this part of your routine. All you have to do is you hit that play button and while you're doing dishes, cooking dinner, this is a 20 to 25 minute podcast every day that talks nothing but Boston College sports and how are you going to beat that? I'm going to give you opinions. I'm going to give you analysis. I'm going to have guests. I'm going to have all sorts of great stuff here. And all you have to do is hit subscribe button. Now, I want to talk to you about two podcasts you are not going to want to miss this weekend. A college football season like no other will crown its champion, and the Locked On Podcast Network is covering it from all angles. Listen to Locked On Buckeyes and Locked On Bama for in-depth expert local coverage for each team. And subscribe to Locked On College Football for previews and recaps of the final showdown for this season's college football championship. Now, if you want to go back, I was on Locked On College Football last week talking all sorts of college football talk uh, with Kevin McGuire. So it's it's great. It, Locked On College Football has different guest hosts from different programs that talk everything college football. So it's something you won't want to miss. Now I want to talk about the ACC football schedule. Now, this year was unique in a variety of reasons for ACC football. Obviously, with COVID-19, we didn't see a football season that was like anything you know we've seen in college football in years. And ACC dealt with this, with the whole uncertainty, by eliminating divisions and having you know 10 conference games. We don't know what the 2021 schedule is going to look like. Now, if you go to college football schedules or football schedules.com you can see who boston college is scheduled to play in 2021 but we're still not sure that's exactly what's going to happen there's still a lot of questions and there's still a lot of time to decide what they're going to do but from all you know outside perspective it looks like the acc is going to go back to the scheduling system that they used before with you know playing the teams in your in your division and then a cross division rival and one other team. And I want to say the ACC needs to go and stick with what they have and what they created this year because it is much more interesting to see Boston College or any team play different schools more regularly. How awesome was it that the AC, you know, BC played UNC. They played Virginia Tech, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Pitt. They played all of these, you know, coastal teams all in one season. They didn't have to wait five years to play a team. And they didn't have to wait 10 years to play them at home. I would much rather see BC play Clemson every other year and then rotate it with Miami or rotate it with Florida State than play those schools every year. Why shouldn't this conference be as a, a you know one blob where it's much more open with the scheduling? We don't have to have divisions. The ACC can just stick with what they they created because it makes it much more interesting. Let's be honest, the cross divisional stuff, you know, it for some you can keep it. So maybe you want to keep Florida State and Miami because they have a good a, a good um rivalry. But maybe you just do that for every school. Like maybe for BC, every year they play Syracuse. And maybe every year Virginia plays Virginia Tech. And you keep just one game. 
and make that a, a rivalry that means something. Because, you know, Boston College and Syracuse, they have a good rivalry. It's it's one that that has gone back to the Big East, and that, that would mean something. But you don't have to fake a rivalry. Boston College doesn't have to play Virginia Tech. For, you know, Boston College fans might think that's a good rivalry, but talk to Virginia Tech fans. They don't care as much about playing BC as many of us. If the ACC keeps, you know, it just as one large conference – and the top two schools get to go to the conference championship, it makes it much more equitable, and you get the best two teams. How many times have we watched ACC seasons where the Atlantic Coast is filled with two teams that need to be in the conference championship, while the co- the Coastal Conference is full of seven and six schools that have no chance of beating a Clemson or no chance of beating a Florida State? Just scrap that. Let's just have one conference with all the teams playing each other and pick the two best schools. Maybe it's Clemson and Florida State. Maybe it's Boston College and Clemson. Maybe it's Miami and UNC. Who knows what it's going to be? You can't predict that. But what the conference championship should be are the two best teams in in the conference. And right now when you have two divisions, you don't get that. If the ACC kept what they did in this COVID year, I think in the long term, you're going to get better better matchups in the conference championship. You're going to get more interesting conference games because, you know, for BC, like just throw BC again. For BC, why does it matter to us to play um, NC State every year? You, it, there's nothing really there. I would much rather see BC play Miami or Pittsburgh or some schools that BC has a, a – a, common connection against than a school that's just you know because it's in one division they have to play them every year so let's scrap it i say you know jim phillips the new uh, acc commissioner you have the new power let's think bold for this conference let's get rid of the conferences get rid of the coastal get rid of the atlantic and just stick with all the teams playing each other in more of a round robin system for every other year or so I think the fans will enjoy it. I think the teams will get more competitive and it'll make it a much fresher environment for the ACC. Well, uh, this is our Friday episode, so we will be back on Monday. We have a lot to talk about already and I'm just looking at what we have on schedule. We're going to talk hockey. uh, BC plays UNH this weekend in two different games. We're going to talk about what happens in that. We have BC and, and UVA. And uh, what happens in that? We'll talk a little bit about women's basketball. As I'm recording this, BC just beat Notre Dame on a crazy end of the game shot uh, for Boston College as Joanna McNamee has won her third game in a row against the Fighting Irish. We'll talk about that. And I'm sure there's going to be recruiting, transfer, anything that's breaking. We'll talk about it on this podcast. So you're not going to want to miss that. All you need to do, again, is hit that follow button and you're not going to miss it. I hope you all have a great weekend. This is AJ Black. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. You can follow my uh, page at Boston College SI. And we are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Find us there. You'll make sure you don't miss any Boston College news. I appreciate all of you who've listened. We'll see you again on Monday. Take care.